I think what has helped me going and is the vision, right? So mm. I think having a very clear purpose of why am I doing what I'm doing, right? What is my personal why? Because honestly, there will be moments when you just want to pack your bags and go. Right, like yeah. you'd rather run away from the problem than face it, and that's happened to me a lot of times. And then I have to tell myself, no, this is the reason why I'm doing it. Okay. Right, so being very clear about why you're doing what you're doing. Hello, and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host, Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur. high achieving 9 to 5er turn transformational success coach helping you create a wildly successful business come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips resources how to's and real talk side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day welcome to the success with savita podcast and my guest today is the founder and ceo of cool kanya vanshika goenka cool kanya is a community of women helping other women navigate their careers whether you are a freelance writer or a mother looking for work after a maternity break a corporate employee or simply looking for your life purpose cool kanya helps women create careers that they love in 2017 when vanshika was doing market research for a sanitary pad company She found that it was a room full of men discussing how to design a better sanitary pad, a product that was only used by women. It hit her then that if places designing feminine products also do not have women, what would be the case in seemingly male-dominated professions? She started digging into the skewed gender ratio in the Indian workplace and surveyed over three hundred Indian women, discussed their pain points on their career paths. What she discovered. was that while most women had similar journeys they still found themselves alone while navigating their careers as such she was determined to start a community of women who help each other create the careers they love and hence cool kanya was born i have personally had the opportunity to witness the launch of cool kanya in december 2019 and then watch this young brand and platform grow through covid through the lockdown to what it is today a go to place for young career women in india the passion the vision the energy and the team behind this brand is what makes cool kanya such a great place to be in our conversation today vanshika shares with us what it takes to start and grow a community platform like cool kanya hi vanshika welcome to the success with savita podcast and thank you so very much for making the time for this conversation today i deeply appreciate it and i'm looking forward to this conversation with you so welcome to the show hi savita thank you for having me really looking forward to um diving into all that's planned ahead and talking to you yeah i'm excited about this conversation um and so first i want to start by congratulating you on building this platform and to the success of cool kanya i know that when you started it was 2019 uh i think december right yeah uh, is when you launched and that's when i actually met you and then of course uh we dove right into the pandemic 2 3 months later but i mean with the way cool kanya has grown i think you guys have done such a commendable job so congratulations on that and with that actually i'll dive straight into the question on so tell me the journey so far um and how did you come up with this idea for cool kanya um 
first of all, Savita, you're right. It's been quite a journey. Um, I think if if I just look back um, at even like 2020 and 2019, it's it's been such a roller coaster. But at the end of it, such a rewarding journey, and there's so much more to do. Um, I think when you asked me the question of where did the idea of Cool Kanya come about, mm-hmm. I think it, honestly, if I look back and I've reflected on this question a lot, I think it started out when I was really young. Uh, I don't have maybe five or six in, mm-hmm. you know, growing up um, in a Marwari family like I have, right, uh, where there was an undercurrent of uh, girls probably not being equal mm-hmm. uh, to their male counterpart. Uh, there, was, there were a lot of, um, you know, meat or holidays mm. or you know celebrations like the valley holy where um i would overhear the conversation with my father that you know um you only have two daughters who will work ahead who will handle the business ahead mm. and maybe as a five-year-old i would just think to myself that why are they asking these questions why have they dismissed me or my sister already mm. and i think somewhere although i didn't i didn't say much at that point those mm. those conversations stayed with me um, until, uh, you know, I sort of started working. And, you know, even in high school, um, I was very passionate about, you know, helping the girl child or educating the girl child. Um, but that was more from the perspective of, you know, working for an NGO or going to the areas in the Kamati Pura region. Mm. Um but I think it was once I started working after graduating from Brown uh, with the, um, you know, with the company that was working and creating a sanitary pad napkin, mm. that I realized that 70% of decision makers in households, or actually even, uh, even a larger percentage, are women, right? Uh, but on mm. the other side, they're the male, they're men who are creating these products. Like even in, when I was working with the sanitary pad, a company, we were looking at redesigning the sanitary pad and um, there were only men in that room and I was the only woman. How in the world would a man decide how to, you know, how a sanitary pad should feel or look or comfort, right? So that's really where, like, you know, I started diving into this, that why aren't there enough women in the workforce? Mm. It's crazy. I, I still can't imagine what that being in that room felt like. Uh, but it, I, I mean, from there to Kulkanya, it's been such an interesting journey, right? Uh, so go on. And then um, from there, from having worked with this company, at what point did you transition into starting oh, this? I started uh, looking into the ratio and why aren't there enough women in the workforce. That resulted and that led to a lot of research, both mm. quantitative and qualitative. Uh, when I talked to talk about qualitative research, it was a lot of um, you know going to people's households, having a conversation with them, mm. um, you know, going to Delhi, Bangalore, Hyderabad. Um, you know, I remember so many conversations. One where um, you know I was talking to someone who worked in a consultant co- consulting company earlier and had stopped working, and one day her two year old son came up to her and was just like, you know, mom, जैसे आपको pocket money मिलता है वैसे ही मुझे pocket money मिलता है. Okay. So. There, there have been so many incidents where I realized that yeah. I think working for a woman um, is more than just income, is also a way of, 
empowering herself and is also to some extent uh, her form of uh, forming her own identity mm, yes. um so i think there were so many of those conversations where you know you could see a stark difference between women who were currently working and you know the younger generation their aspirations mm. and they had their own challenges of feeling lost and confused and dealing with low confidence issues and low self esteem issues and imposter syndrome and then you had um you know um women who had gone through all these life changes whereas it it was marriage or or having a child and they had their own concerns and you know they had they were dealing with not knowing who they are anymore yeah so so it was it was a very interesting research and i think post that even after the research both qualitative and quantitative i think it took a lot of time to to solve in terms of what shape or form the product would be Okay. Right. Uh, we actually went from a complete corporate lens to a complete freelancer uh, platform to coming to somewhere in the middle today. Okay. So in that sense, it's been a lot of uh, iteration and a lot of figuring what works and what doesn't. True. It is true for any business, right? Like what you think when you start, and then it takes. uh you know there are those changes that you make and it's so interesting that you share about this experience about women having life changes because that was me at one point because i quit my job when i had a baby and i wanted to start something of my own yeah. but that period between starting something of my own starting my own business and having this job was a period when i actually felt like i didn't have an identity um yeah. you know you always introduce yourself right saying hey i'm so and so and i work for so and so company and you know you probably give out your role or whatever and then suddenly i would go to the park with my kid and uh, people would ask what you do and i didn't know what the answer was i mean i didn't have obviously i hadn't thought it through so i would say nothing <laughs> right i do nothing yeah. but actually i wasn't doing anything so it's a big loss of identity and i'm so glad you brought that up and you know through cool kanya there is that work happening where you're supporting women who are also having taken a break coming back to the workplace so this was the prep that you put in to start this platform but when you actually decided to say okay i'm doing this and you know you thought of the name uh, you started assembling a team what was the most challenging uh, thing about putting this platform or getting it off the ground i think there have been so many challenges right one in itself was assembling the team mm. uh, because so there are two parts of this right when i think of something like cool kanya a you're starting out no one you don't have a physical product at that point right? right and to sell your idea to someone in itself is challenging because that also means them leaving their job or them leaving you know a job that's well paying or with a reputed company to try to join you so you really have to sell your vision to them and what you're trying to do right. um i think the second part of this was um which which when i reflect back was also a mistake but when i started out i was really hyper focused on the tech aspect of things because that was something that is not my strength okay. right so i do not come from a tech background so it's like oh i need to build this tech product it needs to have ai and ml and needs to be okay. all of these things right okay that i made a simple problem a, a lot more complicated at that point than it had to be right um so okay. i think at that point i would say the most challenging part was forming the team um the technical aspects of building the platform as well as i think you know nailing the exact problem mm. because when you talk about women there's so many aspects right because even right. youngsters have problems and older people like so what is that exact problem statement mm. um i think just you know pinning that down and nailing that uh was also challenging when i was getting it uh, getting started 
Okay. Awesome that uh, you should bring up this thing about the problem because yeah, it can be vast. And when we say empowering women, it's a very big area and that you've been able to like niche down. So uh, from there, from launching in 2019 uh, to now, what really has been a key contributor uh, to growing the community considering that it was also, uh, you got hit with COVID as well. So unexpected. Yeah. So I think uh, one of the key areas in growing the community is, uh, we, you know, reframing, making sure that we were addressing the problem in multiple ways, right? So mm-hmm. first thing, you know, women are lost in their careers and want to build a career that they love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how is the content contributing to that? Um, how are, yeah. how is the community supporting that growth, right? Uh, both in terms of uh, the prompts you're putting out, both in terms of the activities you're doing on the community, and both in terms of how are you motivating the user to come back, yeah. right? Um, so I think it was largely uh, what contributed to the growth was one, was the role uh, the Cool Kanya content played, mm-hmm. as well as um, going with the changes, right? So with COVID, there were a lot of changes that suddenly came about, which in the beginning, honestly, it was hard to go with We've, there was yeah. a lot of resistance even from our end yeah. um, so going with those changes accepting those changes mm. and using those changes to our benefit like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show so was it a massive transition because you had planned you had plan A and then like you know COVID happened so did you have a lot of change that you had to do or you were able to apply everything that you had planned? So there were quite a few changes. Okay. Uh, one was events. We were looking at doing a big mm. in-person event last year. So we had like almost booked the place and, you know, we were getting speakers and, you know, suddenly COVID hit and you, we didn't yeah. know. There was so much uncertainty that how long will COVID last for? Mm. Um, so we'd hired a team for that event and then letting go of people uh, for, you know, uh, making those hard decisions. Okay. There was one form of change. A second form of change was actually we launched our community officially in March right um so we had to launch it during COVID which in Mm. itself is also a blessing in disguise because after COVID there were a lot more women online than they had so uh so I mean but also but on the other hand it was you know making sure product launch happening not in person for a team that had never worked remotely was was challenging in the beginning Mm. um so, yeah. so just getting accustomed to all of that. Yeah, I think the events would have also been, it would have hit hard, right? Yeah. So here you are, you've transitioned from, you know, having been in the corporate world uh, to now starting your own, um, you know, starting this community, starting turning entrepreneur, right? And you've also had to face challenges. How have you like personally handled uh, this, um, transition right uh, is there something some tips that you can share about what has helped you keep going during this transition I think what has helped me going and is the vision right so mm-hmm. I think having a very clear purpose of why am I doing what I'm doing right what is my personal why because honestly there will be moments when you just want to pack your bags and go Right. Like you'd rather run away from the problem than face it. And that's happened to me a lot of times. And then I have to tell myself, no, this is the reason why I'm doing it. Right. Being very clear about why you're doing what you're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the second uh, second part of this was also, um, I think, building my own confidence. Right when you're working in a job, the mentality is very different because you're going to get a paycheck at the end of the month either way. Yeah. Right here, and so your ownership is only the line of work that you've taken up, not yeah. anything beyond that. Here, but when you're running your own business, you're eating, sleeping, breathing what you're building. Yeah. Right. So in the end, no one is as responsible as you are. Or no one. I mean, tomorrow I have to think about how I'm going to pay salaries, not how I'm only going to be paid, right? Mm. Um, so it was that whole shift in mentality, and I think the biggest challenge for me personally, when I look at it um, on a personal level, is how am I building my own confidence, right? Because you know, earlier I was like, I need to be more confident. I need to be more confident, and mm. I realized over time that confidence is built every time I step out of my comfort zone. So I need to make sure I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. And what am I doing? Like you know. So I think reflecting back, I as an individual have grown a lot um, from the day I personally started. And I think allowing and also being graceful with myself that it's okay. You know, I've tried today. I've learned something. And I think another thing that has really helped me as an entrepreneur as a, is the way I look at failure. Now I I don't look at failure as anymore as you know a negative thing. In fact, I take it in my I take it and I'm like you know what has this taught me? So I look at it as failing forward, right? Because you know when you fail, you've actually learned something in the process. So you're five steps ahead of where you were when you started out. So I think really of you know flipping that um, and seeing failure very differently. Uh- it's really interesting that you bring up about failure, right? Because one of the values for Kulkanya is fail forward. I remember reading this because, you know, it was in that little card that um, I got. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the values. And it's it's really amazing that you actually embody that. Often, you know, you put down these values, which a lot of companies do that, right? You have these values, but is the founder, entrepreneur, the founder, the CEO of this uh, company actually embodying that? And it's really, uh, it's nice that you actually embody that. And it's, it's interesting that you share about failure uh, because actually my next question is about, for anyone who wants to create a community platform, hmm. what are things they should keep in mind? So they're off to a good start versus, you know, like going back and forth and maybe having some setbacks. Um, so I think the first thing uh, in to keep in mind for yourself when you're starting out your business is why you're doing what you're doing. I think your purpose, you have to be very, very mm. clear about why you are doing what you're doing. Um, and I think the second thing is, um, like I said, don't be afraid of failure. Um, see what you're learning from failure. Um, and the third thing I would say is, is a lesson that I've learned and I wish I'd applied it when I was starting out is make sure that you have a very clear problem statement of what you're solving and make sure you try solving it in a cheap way. Now, what I mean by this is if you want to say, for example, build a community, first try to build it on a platform that's ready-made like Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. And, And try to see if that is working for you before trying to build it with, you know, a new tech platform, for example, like, you know, building everything from scratch. Um, and so making sure that you have an MVP, that's a minimum value product in place, right? Yeah. Um, the another thing that I would say is if you're starting your business, make sure you've spoken to your user set, right? Speak to them multiple times, go to them with variations of your product, get feedback. 
um because the, the only real way of actually testing your hypotheses or testing your product is by going to the users um and obviously the, their behavior will tell you more than um you know how they use the product will tell you a lot more than just their responses and i think uh the last thing that i would say is don't be afraid of pursuing an unexpected path or a path that's not been treaded before right um so don't be afraid of treading your own path essentially because um maybe that's what that's what it is that you know you're doing something different uh so don't shoot yeah. yourself down that no one's done it in the past um so yeah i think these are a couple of things that i wish uh, someone had told me before right brilliant tips on that actually my next question was going to be your advice for young women who are starting their business but i think you covered that so i'm going to actually ask you this since it's a career platform cool kanya is for um career women what have you seen as major gaps still to be addressed because we are talking today about breaking the glass ceiling everybody uh, i mean i recently read the study where the 39% of women in senior management are are women in senior management but what are you seeing with the work that you're doing in this space are some gaps that are still uh, that still need to be fixed broadly i think one gap is of mentoring right because there're not enough women mm. leaders uh, mentoring becomes a huge gap between uh, between both like the customer set like so making sure that there is mentoring that exists because there aren't enough mentors female mentors right enough role model yeah. um i think the second gap is that of self esteem a lot of women actually have very low self esteem very low confidence um mm. and the third thing i think which is sort of related to confidence also is the imposter syndrome that i've not done this yeah. or you know but ha theek hai thoda sa hai zyada nahi hai thoda you know like and you sort of see yeah. a lot of this both self esteem imposter syndrome play out in things even as basic as a resume where you know that a, you know if a man is um, read, like yeah. 70% or 50% prepared for a job he will still apply but a woman who is maybe 70% prepared for a job she won't apply because she's not 100% apply uh, you know prepared for a job yeah. so so i think these are couple of things that really play out and they i think they affect you they, you see this more with women hmm. than you see it with men absolutely i feel like i resonate with everything that you share um and women are so like we always downplay our achievements right and uh, so so my next question and i before i let you go of course is what's next i mean you've shared some brilliant points so far what's next for cool kanya what's the journey so i think uh, the journey is uh, there are a lot of things coming up specifically in the space of more profession specific mentoring so for example mm-hmm. we have something called groups as a feature that's coming up which is for profession specific so for example if you're looking at content specific groups where you know content writers can come on board they have access to resources access to mentors access to events for them as well as um access to career enablers what i mean by that is uh you know acts uh you, things like that will help them enable their career whether that's you know working at this at a discounted rate in a co-working space or getting um, yeah. you know getting something as a travel discount if they have to travel for work right so we're trying to focus on uh, the aspect of access mm-hmm. the aspect of personal development so a lot more to do with like self esteem uh, you know mental health issues that we've seen that come up as well as helping as well as enablers right okay. uh, so career enablers like uh, like i mentioned to you yeah um 
like you know getting access to uh, better deals getting access to discount cards so so that's something really that we're working up uh, for in the in the next uh, couple of months Okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think like Kulkanya has like so much. You guys have already packed in a lot, and I feel like you guys have like so much more to do. And um, what what about uh, if there's like a mantra that I may ask you? Maybe I'm putting you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is there like a mantra that you live by personally? Uh, progress over perfection. I ah, think that, I love it. That's the mantra I live by because I think because I have such like I'm such a type A person. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, it's a perfect one, actually. And then I've I've really realized is that perfection is an illusion, right? What is perfection? Mm. Um, so I always tell myself, you know, progress. We have to progress. You know, Absolutely. that's more important. Let's perfection will have perfection will keep changing. The definition just keeps changing. Let's strive for progress. Let's strive to learn more. Absolutely. I love it. I love it because I've been, uh, I, this is something that uh, in coaching, right? We talk about this, like get it done and course correct. Like don't wait. There's never going to be the right moment or it's never going to be perfect. So I love this mantra. On that note, people should find you on Kulkanya. What, what's the, like, how do they join Kulkanya? What's the um, access? How do they get in touch? So uh, to obviously you can follow us on Instagram, which is school underscore Kanya. You can also see us on, uh, you can also join the community on www.coolkanya.com. All you have to do is sign in and then you'll get access to the event as well as the community events. Awesome. Okay. Awesome, Manchika. This has been such a great conversation and I feel like you're so on point and you have such clarity. So I wish you and Kulkanya a fabulous um, number of years ahead uh, but all the very best and I will be following your journey I'm so excited we got to have this conversation I think you have so much value to uh, share and I look forward to staying connected thank you Savita thank you so much lovely speaking to you and look forward to being connected thank you for listening to the podcast if you like this episode and you want more you can go to the show notes on my website which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast if you like what you've heard so far i would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.